There's a conspiracy, I say. A conspiracy in the Challenge House, Sheldon. My name is John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> this is You Killed It, the podcast. I about the challenge. Talk about season 39 of the challenge losers. I refuse to call it by its government name. It's okay. It's on the screen. There you go. Thank you. Episode six. And you know what, man, I am loving this season and people who really not love. Oh my God. This is, you know what? Like we are seeing and we see it, especially this episode, we're seeing like true house politics. Mm -hmm. We had a lap dance from a straight edge superstar. We are getting everything I want from the challenge. I feel like except good gameplay, not, not good gameplay. This is not the season for that. Everything else though tops. (laughs) I just feel like I'm confused. That's all. I just feel like I'm confused watching at all times because it's just like, wait, Who's this person partnered with? Wait, why would they do that? (laughs) I thought they were on this side. I don't understand. Um, And I think the name of the episode will be uh, what Big T and Melissa at the very end when after the nomination and they're just like, why does our alliance keep voting each other in? (laughs) I'm, I'm like, you know what? That's my question too. I don't understand it either. I don't understand it. It's just very odd. Why does our lines keep voting for each other? I, I don't think know. It's a great question. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna point some fingers. I think the problem is that Michelle and Jay are like the veteran voices, and those two are incapable of just sitting still. Like they nope. they can't just be like I'm gonna let this play out. They're like I have to be an active participant in everything that's going on in the house. Yeah, I think like um, everyone. What I genuinely think, I just think that people are way too focused on um, being like that the main headliner. You know, like I gotta be making big plays. So no matter what's going on in the house, I gotta make it seem like I have something to do with it or I have skin in the game. And I think that's where it's getting confusing for me, like as a viewer, because it's like that move makes no sense and has nothing to do with you. Like, why do you, why do you want to put in big T? We'll get to there. We'll get there before we get, you know, we'll get there. We'll We'll get get there there. when we get there. Yeah. Cause I'm, I'm really confused by a lot here. So let's start at the beginning. Cause that's always a good place to start. They are all so somber coming back from elimination after Jordan absolutely took them to the woodshed collectively and i find it hilarious like they are shell-shocked <laughs> yeah i mean last week was such an interesting just last week was such an interesting finish and just to have it end the way that it did with jordan doing his thing it was hilarious and what we talked about at the start of last season or last season last episode about how funny it is each time they come back into the house and the vibes are so high and everyone's fired up to see it now (laughs) where they came back just like dejected of like, wait, what just happened? What's this game here? What are we trying to do? Wait, 
should we be putting in good people into the elimination or not? Like they they just don't know what to do. So I'm even gonna, more than they already didn't know. I'm so glad you brought that up. So it's specifically Kylan who is like, wait, does this mean we should be putting in our strongest people into elimination to protect our money, to protect the bag? Which there is some logic to that. Mm-hmm. But I have to point out, yep. they were all so high on Kieran. They had yeah. him build as the smartest, fastest, strongest, best male competitor. He got dummied and is eliminated. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so if that's their best and brightest, <laughs> it's kind of part of the course. <laughs> Right. It, it's just been such a strange season. And that's a thing that I can't figure out because we also have a bunch of new people, right? Like with the Jays and the Michelles and even like the newer people, whether it's Horacio and Olivia and Narice, it's like, okay, I kind of get their angle, right? Like I see where they're coming from, but there's so many new people that you don't know. So you have to take them at face value when they tell you that they're good players. right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Oh, Okay, so maybe Jay is a better player than you, <laughs> which okay. isn't that good of a compliment. So it's it's just a, a strange show at this point. But I will say entertaining, right? Because I have no idea what's going to happen. And clearly neither do, do they. Because the conversation where they're sitting around and they're like, wait, who's the vet that you would want to go against? And I rewound this like four times because I thought at first Jay said CT. But according which- to my closed captioning, which I always have up for some strange reason. It said, Corey says CT. And I thought that was funny because Corey, if it was Jay, I would have been like, okay, cool. Like that makes sense. Cause Jay beat CT in an elimination. Right. Yeah. And so he might think, you know, gives him a little extra pep in his step to feel confident against CT. Okay. Even though you shouldn't, I understand. But Corey, it's just like, yeah, Corey's been not a good player, and that would not be a good decision to want to go against CT. So it's kind of par for the course, right? It really is. Um, something that I already told you was going to happen, but now it's here and I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Narice and Horacio are talking. Yeah. And I emphasize the word talking because your man's Horacio wants to take it slow. That's how he likes to move romantically, real slow. Okay. And it comes out, and I didn't appreciate this. He doesn't do drugs or drink. Okay. Do you say that you don't appreciate this? Well, I mean, like, I didn't I didn't know this about him. Oh, okay. I thought you were, like, dissing him for being, like, I mean, I, interesting I, take, John. I, I mean, I guess, I guess to each their own. Um, yeah. And so... Throughout this episode, we have these scenes where Norris and Horacio are like, it's basically her making a case for them dating. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like from afar, Olivia's watching and being like, oh, Norris, this is going to be a slow process. Yeah. What was her description? Like he's a, a snail and she's a rabbit or something like that. Yeah. But the other thing I, I have to ask you is she says to Horacio, I really like that you're innocent. I think that you're a real man. Now, I think the latter part, I think that you're a real man is a compliment, especially in this household filled with incredibly immature people. Yeah. So like, true. 
Good call, Melissa. How would if you Narice. were Narice, Oh my god, pull it together, John. Uh, if you were talking with mm-hmm. a, a young woman that you're interested in romantically, how would you feel if she said, "I like that you're so innocent"? So I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna talk. Do I'm just it. gonna talk because normally I give preamble and then I'm yeah. like, yeah, no, no, let him cook. Let's no, go, no, Shelly. No. Here, here's the thing, right? It's like it's funny when people say things that they think are a compliment, but like it really isn't. And what I mean by that is, okay, so basically, to me, what I gather from their little showmans here that they're trying to have is that she doesn't really like him. Like she finds him as kind of like a, I don't want to say a loser, but like a nice guy. And let's be honest, women don't like nice guys. Okay. And they think they do, but they really don't. And I think Horacio in his instance, he's just really hot. And so that's where Norris is like, oh my God, this is the kind of guy I should be with instead of like the normal douchebags I end up dating who are like the hot guy, but they're like, you know, they don't want, they're also rabbits, (laughs) right? (laughs) So that's the kind of interesting part, right? Where it's like, she's trying to make it sound like a compliment, but it really isn't a compliment. If that makes sense. So and he, I, and, and the other part of this is he probably just doesn't want to do this on like television. Like dudes talking about his mom and stuff. And I think like, whether that's real or not, I think it's an excuse quote unquote to like, let her know like, Hey, we got to like slow this down. Cause I'm not going to be like in bed with you, like on national TV. So I think I disagree with you on some parts. I do think that, People eventually, if they mature, if they like get their mind right, are <laughs> can be like really into a mature, stable person like Horacio. Hold on, mature and stable, like those two, mature and stable, and like a nice guy. Those are two like different things. Like that doesn't. That's different. It is different. You're you right. Can be mature but- and stable, and still like you know, be fun, be energetic, have like a personality. Right. Like he doesn't really seem to like he's very like, I don't want to say boring, but like they made it a big deal on purpose that he did this whole like a lap dance. Right. Like yeah. he did that for a reason, because that's something that's out of character for him. Because like he, so said far, it was. he said yeah. it was out of character for him. But also what we, from what we've seen from him, it's not like he's um, very outgoing. It doesn't seem like that. Right. Like he seems very quiet. He seems very shy. And it seems like. He is very much the prey as from what we've seen on the show. Well, I think, again, I think there's a lot going on here. Um, first of all, I think that in a lot of ways he would be, I don't want to say a novelty, but I think he would be so refreshing for someone like Norris that, and like she sort of alludes to this. She sort of doesn't know what to do with him because she's attracted to him. He's nice. He's respectful. And like, I'm not sure that she's had a lot of that in her life. I think yeah, most that's what she says, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of I think most 20 somethings have not had that in their life. But also significantly, Sheldon, they're still together. Like they're still doing great. If you follow mm-hmm. either of them on Oh, like, like in real life. Yeah. Oh wow. They, they are like a committed couple. Wow. 
yeah. I'm stunned at that. Like but I mean, taking trips together, like mm-hmm. dropping L bombs on social media. Like they are, they are a very much a real couple now. Well, the thing that's interesting about Horacio is that like, I don't feel like we know much about him, like no. who he actually is. Right. And like, you see who, you know, he gives a nice guy and like, but we don't know much about him at all. Doesn't really give us much on the show. But what's personality wise, what's interesting is I think that like clearly everyone on the show and, and on the previous season he was on likes and respects him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like he must be like his conversational style must just not like translate to good TV because like he think- must be having like good conversations with people. We just don't see it because he's like not talking about interesting things in real life. <laughs> I think the thing that fu- that that's like funny to me about this whole this whole scenario with the two of them, right? Like, as you said, clearly, like he's a nice guy. Like we like seeing him on the show because he's a really good competitor, and like he's the one thing that we do see from like the personality side, I guess, is his game personality, right? So like mm-hmm. he's very focused on the game. He very much is like thinking through the game all the time which is why we think he's still a good character on the show despite not having the like you know what we call the smashly tool right (laughs) which is like the party guy whatever whatever right but we still think he's a good dude good peoples all that fun stuff the thing that i find funny about that is clearly he is as we're saying a very nice guy and here's this woman that's looking at him seeing that he's very attractive and her response isn't like i should definitely be with this guy it's like wait i'm confused by this guy and that on its own is my issue right it's like what do you mean you're confused about this guy like why can't he just be a good dude do you you know what i'm saying and that's the that's where i go to where i'm saying they say that's what they want no is it what they want no i think you're misunderstanding nurice so she says she's confused by him uh-huh. because he is moving so slowly that's making her feel insecure. So her confusion is about her own feelings because she's like, it's Nerys. I mean, she's beautiful. She's outgoing. She's got so much going on. She's used to guys throwing themselves at her. So she's interested in, in uh, Horacio and he's not like bringing that same energy. And she's like, wait, like, I think you like me. I'm pretty sure you like me. Why aren't you behaving like all the other experiences I've had? So her confusion is about like, dude, and we are on national television and there's literally no need for us to like actually do this on national television. So it's not, but it's not that she's like not into him. It's that she it's, he's bringing out her insecurities. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I mean, I'm also, the, I'm we'll also get a lot of comments. It. I feel like, yeah, we'll get a lot of comments about this. I'm sure because it is an interesting uh, cat and mouse game, I guess we could say, or an interesting chase. I've been getting a lot of comments, and I, I feel bad because I haven't like re- I haven't read many of the comments lately. Um, but there is one that I should mention here because there's one from someone on YouTube. Uh, the handle is at d. I don't know. I'm not going to read the the handle because it's not important. But it says, man, this is from our last pod, our last episode, right? Episode five recap. Um, It says, man, 
I love me some extra saucy drunk ish JCH fire <laughs> emoji. The zaddiest zaddy who ever zaddied from Canada land. Wow. I mean, that's very flattering. That's not a, that doesn't sound like a shy person, you know? No, I appreciate <laughs> it. That's very kind. I, are you saying uh, my, my takeaway is that I should drink before going on the podcast more often? Um, I had to think about like, even though we did this a week ago, what happens in between said, like, I had to stop and think like, wait, what was last episode? Where were we? Oh yeah. You were in the hammer. That's right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like it was just like, do you know what I mean? So all of that I, had know, to come back. Sometimes people actually want to know about our jobs and I can, I can give some insight as to why I was perhaps a little buzzed <laughs> when we recorded the last pod. The hammer. It, well, not just the hammer. So I was covering no, I the great say the hammer. That's all. Uh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I was covering the gray cup, which is the CFL championship game. That's the Canadian football league, mm -hmm. three down football. Football was invented in Canada. Mm -hmm. I know it might be weird to some of our listeners, but it's true. <laughs> and the football reporters of Canada, every year at the Grey Cup, they maintain what's called the FRC suite, which is a suite where any football reporter can get free booze. So after a long day of work, everyone just sits in this hotel room and drinks and watches sports and catches up and, you know, talks. So I had been in the FRC suite before we started recording the podcast. So I was like, I was feeling no pain. I'd had a good dinner with some of my colleagues. Then I went to the FRC suite, had a couple of free glasses of boxed wine. And it was time to talk challenge. This morning, a little behind the peak behind the curtains, it's 930 in the morning. So I have not been drinking because I don't have a problem. So, you know, maybe we'll get some more night episodes. That's what we'll call them, Shelly. Night episodes of You Killed It. Or what's it? What's it, Big Brother? Uh, you killed it after hours. Oh yeah, do they still do that? Is that still a thing? It's got to so. be. I, they must. How they never had the challenge after hours? I feel oh like God. that's what they should be doing on Paramount Plus. It would be what, NC seventeen. It'd be out of hand. That's the point, right? That's <laughs> the point. Um, Horacio would not make the cut. He would be in bed, having had his glass of warm milk. <laughs> Uh, the one thing I do want to say too about that scene that was so like interesting to me. Wait, I don't remember if that was the scene or not, but was that Narice like non makeup? Narice just like it looked like it was maybe bedtime or something, but like mm -hmm. no makeup, oh natural quite, Narice. And I was like, yeah. she is just like stunning. You know what? I, I mean, we don't, we can't confirm like what time that conversation was. But my impression is that she's feeling really comfortable around Horacio because there's a few scenes where it seems like she's like she's not wearing makeup. She's very like au natural. And like, I don't know. I think that's a good thing. I think that speaks to although she's feeling insecure about how he feels about her. I think she's also feeling really safe and comfortable. Like she doesn't have to put on a front with him, which is really beautiful. Like It's really nice to see. No, for sure. No, I got gotcha. you. Uh, what do you think about? It was nice to see the alliance, another alliance that we didn't know about. I mean, we we sort of we the viewers knew, 
Jay, Michelle, Narice, and Asaf. I didn't know that was a thing, but cool. All right. We'll see how that this alliance goes. I've lost track of all the alliances. I can't lie to you. Um, I just want to say calling themselves the Fantastic Four is huge disrespect to Jack Kirby and Stanley and their legacy. Just these four idiots. Like, what if they win, man? <laughs> they're not. They're not going to win, Sheldon. Um, what I about Michelle and Co- what about Michelle and Corey? They make up, and I didn't understand why. Because I'm confused by all of their gameplays, but we'll get there. Um, a question for you, though. Okay. Can you explain something to me? Why is it that they want to get Big T and Melissa out? I'm so was that ever stated? You, I'm so glad you asked that question because I was thinking about it as I watched this episode. There are other obvious pairs. Everyone knows Jay and Michelle are working together. Everyone knows that uh, uh, Horacio and Norris are increasingly a couple and so mm-hmm. on. So why, like, it was universal. Everyone's like, those two got to go. And, like, I just don't understand. Like, there's other equally valid alliances. The only thing I could think of is that they knew it was a girl's elimination, a women's elimination, and that's like the only strong like women's pairing i guess so well i mean you have olivia and narice right like that's a pretty strong crew yeah olivia narice mariah but like the part that i really didn't get was if we start from the original well we'll get there you know what no i'll save that for a bit but what's this 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 challenge this daily challenge I thought it was an interesting daily challenge, but I also thought they made it like super complicated for no reason. Yeah, it could have just been whoever gets the most balls in this pit wins. Mm-hmm. Although the it was it could have been a more interesting twist. So it's called Bingo Bango. They have to essentially get these bingo balls. Mm-hmm. I mean they're repainted basketballs but like they have to get these bingo balls and complete a bingo card Mm -hmm. and so i think there could have been an element of strategy where they're like oh we don't need that number like that's not one of the lines Mm -hmm. and like towards the end they did reference that but what really happens was there's three teams one of the teams has both melissa and big t so basically everyone in the house is like that team must lose, <laughs> including people on the team. Yeah. I wonder how that went down, right? Like how did they select? Did they just like stand there? They're like, you know what? Just do it this way. Cause they're standing beside each other. Um, yeah, that was weird. And even the team, that's the thing that's tough too, because that means for you to be on that team and agree that you're going to try to throw it. That means you got to be really confident in the rest of the house that they're going to follow through with the plan. My question to you would be, after seeing everything that's gone on in this house so far, why on earth would you be extremely confident about everything that would be going on in this house and what people are telling you? Nothing that we've seen so far shows that these people are trustworthy. So why would I go in and throw a challenge (laughs) thinking that I'm going to list, like I can trust the rest of the house. Like that makes no sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's 
I mean, these people are idiots. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like, there's bigger fish to fry. Like, I'm amazed that no one's really gone after Michelle, who's, I mean, I guess Michelle's in every alliance in the house, but there's so many options. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't know. No, super interesting. But yeah, so the team that probably would have won if they were trying, right? It was Corey, James, Mariah, Olivia, Big T, and Michelle. But their team, again, as mentioned, was just throwing it. Um, I thought it was, it could have been a really interesting challenge if everyone was trying, but I also thought it was funny how they told on themselves that they were throwing it. And it was basically, they just didn't even try. Like their team didn't throw anyone in, in one of the, one of the rounds until it looked like Melissa was going to get the ball. And then Narice runs out just to like pin her down. So she loses. And at that point it was like, wait a second. Why would you have done that? Like you, there's a way in which you could have just lost and nobody would have known really that you were throwing it or like it wouldn't have been as apparent that you were throwing it at least, you know, but mm-hmm. I thought that was, that was funny. And then Norris is holding her down and then Melissa's not happy and they're, they're cussing at each other back and forth and it, it was getting spicy. And the, the one thing which I said very early on in the season, right? When Melissa was going at it with Berna and Narice was kind of sticking up for Melissa. And I was, I said on that pod, I'm like, I feel like these two are kind of like one in the same, like the same kind of personality. You know what I mean? And then now it's just funny to see how like them acknowledge it. Cause Narice said as much in this episode. Right. And um, I just thought it was funny that they're like chirping at each other back and forth. And then it got, extra spicy the next time they went in because melissa wanted to go in against narice and she was like grabbing her from her by her neck and choking her and then pulling her back down and then as she got up melissa melissa kicked her like what did you think of their whole little spat i mean i think it's like you said their personalities we've seen that melissa has uh, well we know melissa had a really hard childhood where she um, was bullied and she clearly was feeling in that moment that she was being bullied, so she lashed out. And Reese reveals in this episode that she has had to go to anger management classes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she, like, it's just two, like, explosive personalities. And, like, I always think that guilt plays a role in this. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they... They certainly all like Big T. I think some of them like Melissa. And so, like, I think they, on some level, feel bad that they're doing them dirty. Yeah, that's right. So, like, there's an element of guilt. So just, like, big, big reactions from all involved. But, like, we've also seen this kind of um, explosive, these blow-ups from both Melissa and Narice in the past. It's just sort of who they are. Mm Mm-hmm. So then it becomes this interesting twist. Like, was there anything else from the actual challenge, daily challenge itself that stood out to you or? Yeah. I thought it was funny that Corey and Asaf who dislike each other so much now, apparently mm-hmm. because they were never actually friends, according to Corey mm-hmm. are as gentle as they could be. <laughs> like there's yeah. no, they have a couple times where in the, where they're in the pit together and there's, like, sure, they're wrestling for the ball, but there's, like, no cheap shots thrown. There's, mm-hmm. like, I mean, maybe it speaks to their class. Okay. But, yeah. 
yeah, I mean, I thought I thought that was interesting for sure. I agree with you. Um, Corey, as mentioned, Corey, I, I don't get Corey at all. Um, mm-hmm. What was interesting, though, was the winning team, which was who it was Kylan, Horacio, Zara, Colleen, and Manuel. And mm-hmm. I think I'm forgetting someone. I think uh, either way, they have to vote immediately one woman who's going straight to the elimination or at least to the draw and they can't decide and they're at an actual stalemate because kylan obviously isn't going to vote for melissa so he's not going to go for the plan kylan's best friend in the house essentially is horacio so horacio doesn't want to say michelle either they're fighting zara doesn't know what to do because clearly Zara is on the international team and logic would tell you why would we want to put in someone on our side <laughs> of the house but then Berna oh Berna's there too I forgot about Berna Berna at one point just yells it's Melissa it's Melissa <laughs> mm-hmm. and Kyle's like whoa, whoa whoa we didn't vote like you can't just do that and just like randomly yell out who it is and they actually get to the vote and Narice, when she turns around, because it, it it's basically comes down to Horacio, right? Where they have to actually mm-hmm. vote. And it seems like Narice turns around and she starts speaking to him in Spanish, or what I'm assuming is Spanish, telling yes, him yes, you can't sure. rock with you can't rock with and um, you know, I'm paraphrasing, you can't rock with Kylan. Kylan's only picking out a love, so he's not really with you. Which I thought was like kind of interesting because so he should trust you. <laughs> because you're only telling him this out of love. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it seems somewhat hypocritical to be like, don't follow Kylan because Kylan's only doing this for Melissa because he's with Melissa. Meanwhile, I should listen to you because you're with him. You know what I mean? Like, that I just found hilarious. Yeah. And, like, I mean, here's the thing all these people were talking sense. Yeah. But I also was confused by some of the drama because, okay, let's say it comes, like you said, it comes down to a vote, essentially. Yeah. But, like, there's still enough numbers to outvote Kyland and uh, Horacio. Yeah. So, like, Horacio and, like, Zara sort of hesitates, but, like, you got Berna, Emmanuel, and Zara. Mm-hmm. That's three and to Colleen. two game over right mm-hmm. i guess i guess there's six in the group but like and, and yeah. colleen colleen was also firmly so like off the hop you've got three firm votes in berna emmanuel and colleen voting for melissa as soon as zara yeah. swings well there you go that's four on yeah. two like yeah and zara <laughs> I, I, just, say, I, I think, think wanted to advice front. yeah but i think on every level Horacio should have voted for Melissa. Okay. They're not in an alliance. He's Hmm. technically not in any alliance, but everyone who he rocks with is in the American alliance. And he himself is American. If you're Kylan, should you expect Horacio to vote with you? No. Okay. This is also the problem with all these relationships that like span to like, this was inevitable Kylan. Like you are in an alliance that is actively working against the woman you're interested in. Yeah. It's going to happen. And so is Michelle. 
right? And so is uh, Mariah. <laughs> and so is, right? Like, it's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't understand Colleen and Zara going against their international team. Like, that makes no sense to me. And somehow Callum is the only person that we've heard so far this like uh, like this episode anyways bring up the fact that why is the international team like we're getting picked off it's either someone international or someone uk that keeps getting picked off <laughs> and i'm like if Ca if callum is the guy <laughs> who's bringing this up right none of you can figure this all out that you're just being pawns i don't know anyways get the club scene right i know we kind of talked about the lap dance from Horacio. Um, it looked like he was very much pressured into this, right? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. You're muted. You're muted. <laughs> That's funny. It, no, it was it, it was stuck. No, nope, just keep going. It's, it's okay. Uh, there was a um, yes. He was pressured mm -hmm. for sure. He was pressured, but then like he embraced it. Like yeah. he he just needed to be pushed over the edge, and then he went for it. Um, I do have to encourage our listeners to go back and watch that scene and focus on Olivia's face. Oh, I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, because. I, I mean this with all respect. I like I like Olivia. She mm. looks insane. It's the lighting <laughs> is not doing her any favors, but she looks unhinged in this moment. Like I think she can't believe that Horacio is doing this. Yeah. Cause like they're obviously buds, but yeah. she looks nuts. <laughs> yeah, you could tell that she's never seen this side of him before, right? Like she's so thrown off, which leads back to something you were talking about a couple episodes ago, which was like you know, them not like they're just buds, you know, that's what they portrayed to us the whole time. You know, like they're, they're like just best buds and there's never been any, you know, canoodling we'll say. And then now all of a sudden he, he's getting with her quote unquote best friend. And how's that going over? So now imagine her like, Oh, I never really, you know, he's just my friend. I never really looked at him that way. But then now all of a sudden it's like, Oh, where'd this guy come from? Like he's out of his shell. Like he was just mm -hmm. like harmless, you know, nice guy, Horacio. And now it's like, Whoa, where, who's this guy? Um, yeah, no, definitely. I did notice that that was one of the things that was so hilarious about that scene for sure. And yes, if you didn't notice what we're talking about, the reason why we're talking about it so much is because the look on her face is hilarious. Um, also hilarious was Michelle or Melissa, pardon me, talking to Corey, trying to get some information from him, trying to make it seem like she's going to work with him. Meanwhile, he's saying, oh, I'm just going to like take this information back to the U.S. team. Right. And curry favor back with them. And I think this is a microcosm of everything that's going on in this house where everyone is just trying to make it seem like, oh, I'm the master manipulator. I'm playing both sides of the house. And it's like if everybody is playing both sides of the house, <laughs> right, you're like nothing's getting accomplished, which is what no. I think is happening. Nothing's getting accomplished because you even had a soft and Callum. Same thing. Well, also think about next season or two seasons from now. If you're in a house with Corey, are you going to trust him? Nope. No. Not at all. 
Um, the Callum Asaf thing was funny because Asaf is doing the same thing as Corey, right? Maybe that's why they were best buds that turned on each other. Uh, and those scenes being right after each other just was hilarious. But the real conversation we wanted in this club was Melissa and Nerese. Yeah. Uh, well, sorry, I, I got back up. I got to say one more thing about Corey and, and specifically Asaf and Callum. Asaf is like, what an idiot. He doesn't know that I'm working against them. Yeah, because you lied to him. Like, that doesn't make him an <laughs> idiot. If someone lies to you and they believe you, they're not like, they're not the bad person in this situation. Like, it's a game, and I'm not going to say that Asaf is a bad guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't knock him for that. Like, yeah. there's nothing to knock him for. No, I totally get it. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Um, yeah, the Melissa and Nerese conversation I thought was funny because I'm not really sure what Melissa was trying to accomplish here because clearly, like, you guys weren't going to make up after the, after what just happened, right? And the fact that, you know, they're essentially rallying the whole house to have you and your best friend be in the elimination. But Melissa tries to talk to her, right? And she shows her the bruise that's on her shoulder. And Nerese is like, Oh, those aren't my nails. And it's like, of course, those aren't your nails because that's a massive bruise that cannot be caused by a nail, right? So, right, like, technically correct. That's not your nails. But Melissa's like, I know it's from your knee pad when you were kneeing on me, trying to hold me down. And Dari still says, No, that wasn't me. It's like, you realize this, this show's on camera, right? Like, there's video. We all watched it. There's only well, three of so, You purposely yeah. came into the pit to do that to her. <laughs> we all watched it happen. What do you mean? <laughs> uh, I know. it's. Mean. But again, like at first I'm like, oh, how much are they sorting this out? But then I was like, oh, but they've been drinking. And like, mm -hmm. this is not like this. Should, this should be a sober conversation. Not a, not a situation where they're like overstimulated because they're like at the club. It's like mm -hmm. 1 a.m. You know what I mean? Like they're not exactly putting themselves in a position to succeed here, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. I totally agree. I think that at the end of the day, it was such a weird, like funny conversation that like they're going at each other and Melissa's like, you were playing dirty. And Nerese is like, no, I wasn't playing dirty. And if I wanted to hold you under the water that I could have, and Melissa's like, why don't you just try? And I'm like, these two are like, they should be best friends. Like they really should be friends. And that's a, the ironic part of the whole thing. Nerese is like, I'm a real ass bitch. If I wanted to hold you, which I think this might be my line of the episode. I'm a real ass bitch. If I wanted to hold you down under the water, I would have. And Melissa's <laughs> like, no, you couldn't. I just thought that back and forth was hilarious. And then Nari saying, I took anger management, so I'm out. <laughs> I thought that was is so good. That you're you know what? I agree with you. This was a funny episode. I was entertained. There you go. You've come around. Mm -hmm. So um, Melissa continues to try to lobby to try to put Raven in instead of Big T. Mm -hmm. Some people are sort of like, nah. Some people are like, yeah, for sure. I'll vote that way. They get to the actual deliberation. Everybody votes for Big T, yeah. including Melissa, jokingly. Yeah. But, but like, 
she and Big T are just sitting there like, oh, nobody has our backs. Like, everyone <laughs> just lied to us. Yeah. yeah. And, like, the only one who seemed, like, genuine that he did not want to do that was James. But by the time the vote got to James, it was, like, eight to one or something. <laughs> so he was just like, yeah, I'm going to vote for you, Big T. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was very funny. And the only person that also kind of almost flipped was Michelle. Yeah. Right? Michelle was like, maybe Raven's not on my side. I'm like, yo, Michelle, what is happening here? Like, I really don't understand where your head's at in this game. It's so amazing. I mean, she is such she is such a messy player. This she's whole always story. she's always doing too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always and again, doing too much. It's incredible. The line, why does her lines keep voting for each other? So good. So yeah, they end up in the in the elimination, and all of a sudden, do you like I'm assuming you didn't watch because I didn't watch, we didn't do a recap of the challenge UK or the challenge world championship. So when Kaz comes out, we don't know who it is, right? We don't know who Kaz is. The funny part, and I challenge anyone to go back and watch this scene when Kaz comes out and TJ's introducing her that obviously she won. She was Jordan's partner on the world championship and she won the challenge UK. I challenge anyone to go back and watch that scene and turn on your closed captioning when they introduce her and then it cuts to big T and uh, Melissa. It showed up on my closed captioning. He's like, Hey, and this is Kaz. She's done blah, blah, blah. It's said on my screen crickets chirping. that is exactly my reaction i was like wait no that can't be for real so i rewound it like i I was like no 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 that can't be an actual thing so i rewound it and like nope closed captioning crickets chirping i thought that was just incredible because it's like yeah who is this person am i supposed to know this person so yeah two-time winner whatever cool uh Big T is rooting to go in. Like she wants to go into the elimination, which I thought was interesting. Melissa as, does not. <laughs> I got to say, as soon as Kaz showed up, do you know, do you know what boo-boo faces? You, are you familiar with this expression? No. So in professional wrestling, they have an expression called boo-boo face where you can tell someone's going to lose just by like the energy they come out with. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Kaz comes out with the wrong energy like she just comes out and she's like hi everyone glad to be here and you're like that's not what you need you need to come in like jordan where you're like i'm going to embarrass you and take your money it's incredible how you said that because i was going to say she came out with happy to be here energy yeah right and like that that not make it as they say in the streets um yeah so this challenge i thought was a really good challenge challenge if that makes sense where you have to like figure yeah. out the game on the fly. And I think that was the advantage for someone like Big T who has been in eliminations before. So you understand, wait, I got to figure out the game within the game, which was loaded yeah. barrel. You're in the barrel. You have to roll around and you have to roll around the sand a quite far distance to get the five bags. The bags contain puzzle pieces. Once you retrieve all five of the bags, bring it back to your zone. You then have to put together the puzzle. Big T, and the reason she won was because instead of her going all the way to get one and then coming all the way back, she sort of just threw them all to the same spot. So then you cut down the distance traveled, and then you move 
all the pieces at the same time, essentially, back to your zone. The other issue here is I think Big T was just stronger than Kaz, and Kaz was really struggling in moving the barrel. Those two factors, it was lights out. And you could tell early on it was lights out for Kaz. Big T is pretty solid at puzzles, so I think that really helped her as well. But yeah, this wasn't that like close, I don't think. I'm also going to point out, the entire point of a Tanagram is that you can't tell where the pieces go because there's no distinguishing marks on them. But this Tanagram had like an image on it. So it's just a puzzle. Mm -hmm. And like Kaz was way off on it. Like Kaz did not have it at all. So but that's challenge experience as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, I think people forget Big T is pretty good at eliminations. Like, yeah. she, she's not like a dominant force. She's not like a killer cam or anything, or even a DJ Mel. Like, she's not bad at this, mm-hmm. right? Like, she's not good at like the big stuff where she has to run far, but like, she's a good swimmer. She's pretty smart. Like, she's she's competitive. She's been around for a while. In these one-on-one games, it's a different sort of thing, right? Where, like, as she mentioned in it, she's like, she's learned from her experiences in eliminations to just focus in in the moment and not get overwhelmed. Even though in her confessional, she says she's panicking, but like, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm watching this thinking, "Hey, I need you to say that you're panicking here because I got to put this shot in." <laughs> I'm saying that as a producer, right? Like, I'll say to you, yeah. "Hey, I need you to say this line for me. Can you just say that to build up the drama here?" Because, yeah, Big T, calm and cool. Like her puzzle was almost done. There's like two pieces left, and they cut away from it, and it took so long. And it's like, why is this taking so long? I can see she's almost done, <laughs> right? And they cut away from it to make it seem a little longer. But either way, I was happy to see Big T win. I found it weird that I think it was Zara was trying to coach the other girl. It's like you realize that if she wins, you lose money, right? Yeah. Like I get you want Big T out of the house because you put her in. But at the same time, you're losing money if Big T loses. So that was a thing I didn't really get. But Well, well, these people are not smart. As we, I mean, we have a soft straight up say. Yeah, I like. Oh yeah, I love money, but I want like I'm willing to lose money to get Big T out of here. Really, really, Big T, Big T is the one that you want. Like of all the people in the house, that's your concern. And like the soft big plan of like, oh, I'm secretly working for the Americans. He's secretly working for the Americans, but only Jay knows that. So at some point, what's going to happen? So. In like a soft's world, all the UK and international people are eliminated. A soft is is a soft in the Americans, and he's being like, "Guys, I was working with you the whole time," and they're like, "Ah, soft, ah, soft," and they're just like, "We're gonna put you in the final now." Like, what <laughs> is he talking about? Right? Like, Jay might have his back, but like all the other Americans are like, "Yeah, you gotta go." <laughs> like, we don't well, care. The other thing is, we've already seen his blow up with Corey, who is on the American team. Yeah. Right. So it's like, okay, so you're secretly working with them, but you told us that you were best friends with Corey in the house. So what's the secret? All of this, none of this makes sense. But I do want to say, all in all, just shouts to Big T. Because I feel like I even diss Big T sometimes. But anytime anyone wins an elimination, I just got to give them credit because that's coming up clutch. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, and as she points out, she saved the house money. They should thank her. And remember the great dinner she made too. That's Gotta right. Give her credit. So, Sheldon, I'm dying to ask you, who killed it for you this week? Um, I'm gonna give it to Big T. I'm not gonna stray too far here because there's there's a couple different ways we could have went, but I feel like when the whole house is trying to gear towards taking you out, and then you win an elimination, I gotta give you credit because there's really nothing her and Melissa could do. The whole house was trying to make them lose in the daily challenge. So it's not like they had a chance there. So I can't give it to the team that won the daily challenge. And I can't give it to the team that tried to execute a plan to get someone out of the house. And then that person's still in the house. And it's big T. Right? So I think the whole other side of the house just had bad strategy. So I'm not giving them any credit. So I got to give it to big T. I think big T, she won convincingly in an elimination. I'll rep that. I'll give that power to you, big T. I'm going with Horacio and Norris because I'm a wow. fan of love. I just love love, Sheldon. As do I. And I'm rooting for those kids. Okay. Me too. Where can the good people find you on social media? You can find me loving love on the app formerly known as Twitter at Shell Alexander because we do know that that app needs more love. And you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> what? It doesn't need more love? It definitely needs more love and less hate on the app formerly known as Twitter. Okay, it does definitely. need less hate. It does need less hate. More love, less hate. Yeah. What, 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 you gave me a look. Like, what? what what's wrong here? Um, I just, I think uh, it's time to move to threads, Shelly. Nobody's, anyways. At Sheldon Alexander on Instagram, but not on threads, because I don't even know who is on threads. Um, and yeah, that's where I'm at. You can find me on threads at <laughs> Jay Chidley Hill. And until next week, this was You Killed It. Are you really on threads? Yeah. You could. <laughs> I can't even do it. Let's just end this show. I'm, you should get on threads, Sheldon. 